Sisters, but not by birth. Family, but not by DNA. David and Adam are two of a kind, and they want to borrow some of your day to talk into your ear holes about midi chlorians and roller coasters. Those two things are unrelated, but so are they. They're unrelated at birth, like most people who aren't related. Unrelated at birth, but they're brothers in a brotherly way. Now it's time for the phenomenal brother and the golden voice of the South. They're brothers from different mothers, but they're both really proud to be unrelated at birth. Alright guys, welcome back into Unrelated at Birth. Normally, we do the whole two topics where we try to relate them at the end of the show. We're going to take a break from that because this is a, a kind of important time in in the world because things are starting to open and, and something that's near and dear to my heart and Adam's heart is is theme parks and, and going out and just having fun and, and we have first off let's do the introductions of me and Adam I am the one the only the golden voice of the south the human jukebox Dave Adams all the way from the top of the state of Alabama in Madison Alabama and the one drinking coffee there is the one, the only, the phenomenal brother, Adam Russell, all the way from the middle of the state of Florida. I, camera right, Adam? Yeah, that's about right. That's close okay. enough. Yeah. House of Mouse, St. Cloud, which the House of Mouse we, we hear tomorrow is going to announce maybe some opening news. Maybe. And, and, and we have some people on tonight that this is their fourth time on the show already? Fourth? I've lost count. Do I get a jacket? Something like that. Okay, at five, at five. Ooh, do we get to join? A, oh, oh, we five. get to join a club for that. Oh, five. Cool. So we have we, we have one. Yeah, we have one uh, only one other guest that's a five timer, and that's just Ooh. that. And then that's by technicality because he was on our other show four times and this show okay. once. So, oh. so and it's another. You know what? It's another Penn State fan. It's another. That's right. Yeah. What is right. what is wrong with us? We should get together. Evidently, we're making all the right decisions. I can't wait to be in the five-timers club. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So if you don't know, this is Josh and Taylor, the WDW couple. Uh, They're killing it on on YouTube. And and Taylor has found her love for TikTok lately. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Watching Josh try to do a TikTok is is fun. He hasn't tried to dance yet, so... I'm uh, I'm on the hook for one, so I'm on the yes. hook for two actually. Yes, he is. I'm on the hook for two now. So. Yeah. Does he know how long that one video is? We're gonna make him do. It's I'm long. about to find out. I guess. Yeah. It's about a three and a half, <laughs> four minute video. Oh. Wow. <laughs> you might not be able to remember all that. Like a, a cardboard cutout that I can put <laughs> in my arm. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. No, Josh. It's gonna have to be you. <laughs> So, all right. So, what? The, first off, we, we thank you guys for coming back. Uh, it it yeah, means a lot. I, yeah. And I know y'all are busy people. Y'all, y'all have your your YouTube channel and your own actual day jobs. So we we appreciate you for. We do. <laughs> gee, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to come on the show. Um, but we've got some important stuff to talk about because something near and dear, to, I guess, to y'all's heart is theme parks. Mm-hmm. And. And we got news last week. Well, we, I actually, we got news about a week and a half ago that Fun Spot's opening up. Well, Fun Spot, woohoo! 
It's um, huge. Yeah. What are you talking about? It's huge. It's, <laughs> Dave. More enthusiasm than it needs. <laughs> oh. it's huge. I've been there. I can say that. Okay, I've been there. I can say that. <laughs> well, okay. So, so Lego Land is opening. Gatorland is open. Oh, hey, now the zip lines, look out. (laughs) Uh, But more importantly than that, we do have City Walk is open, and they opened up the week before Disney Springs, and then Universal itself has announced their opening plans, and and we'll know tomorrow Disney. So I guess let's talk about guidelines of what you know, of what we know, what you think fans or guests or whatever is going to see, and then we'll maybe get into some speculation later on down the road, what we think we'll see from other stuff. Yeah, so if I could say real quick, I I think that um, I don't know that it was ever intended to be designed for this purpose, but the whole two garage feeding into one rotunda leading into City Walk, that ended up being probably the best thing for Universal because everybody has to go through a central point and it helped when they had to go to metal detectors and it's helped when they have to go now to temperature checks. And there's something about where I'm interested to see where each part goes is there something about walking through City Walk, both parks, and once you're past that, the hotel transportation that leads from City Walk, at least, knowing that everybody on that side has gone through something like that. It, it gives a little bit of, of a sense of safety, whether that's you know completely 100% or just a perception. I, I'm interested to see how every individual park creates that kind of an environment. That's especially somewhere like Disney World with all of the different entry points and ways people can come in and transportation modes and all of that. And I'm also interested to see the difference between Disney World and SeaWorld. And I don't do my hands like that for any other reason other than, you know, if you had to rank them, right? But uh, that, that's what I can't wait to see. I'm really, really excited to see that. But I think Universal's design by themselves made them be able to be the first, you know? Well, I mean, I've always given Universal a lot of credit for the way that they've got their whole security system set up, whether, yeah. whether it was intended or not to be that way. I mean, it is by far far superior uh, than I think than Disney's mm-hmm. and uh, we can't really compare to SeaWorld. Uh, no. <laughs> Honestly, I haven't been to SeaWorld since 1992, so I, I can't say I mean, um, when I walk through security and they're having a conversation while they look at my bag and they're actually not looking at my bag and they just say, all right, you're good. Keep going. I feel well, but Josh, doesn't that mean they know you? Oh, I don't want to say that. <laughs> no, I, I, I really like SeaWorld. I know a lot of people still give it a lot of grief over mm. uh, its past, but um, I'm excited for it to open up as well. And, of course, that's another one that we are supposed to see tomorrow, I think, as well, uh, is yes. what their planned uh, mm-hmm. phase reopening is. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. All right. So before we get into speculation, let, let's get into some stuff that, that we we know and, and stuff that y'all have actually seen firsthand. So let's talk about Disney Springs. I know – well, I don't know if y'all did it Monday, but y'all put a video up on Monday, y'all going to Boathouse – we um, actually went there on Friday and then posted okay. it on Monday. Yeah. So they opened up on Wednesday last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your opinion of Springs with a mask? Um, so uh, it's tough. Uh, I think I, I really think that when we get 
into the heart of July and August, this is if they're really going to try and enforce this, they're going to struggle with it. Um, but when we got there, um, we parked. They were not. Uh, I don't know if they were intending to do this or not, but there was no like parking every other spot. It was basically just everybody parks in whatever spot they wanted to. But um, it was only in the Lime Garage when right. we got there. Uh, orange Garage. We parked in the Orange. Oh, oh yeah, it was but, Orange. Sorry. Um, so we don't know. Was that the one that you come down at? Uh, um, the pit, uh, the, the we came by the Coca Cola store and the Planet okay. Hollywood. Uh, okay. Then from there we went up, uh, and I mean the the checkpoint for you to go through is, I mean it's a pretty decent size, and they have it all. Uh, what is that like? Banded off, basically. It's like all spaced uh, out. It's the temperature checkpoint when so, you come in. Uh, yeah, and then you go through that, and then you go down. Uh, if you didn't have a mask, they're going to turn you away. Uh, if your temperature wasn't was above one hundred one hundred point four. Okay. You know, we didn't have that luckily, so we just went right through. But, um, you know, we got down there at the bottom of the stairs, and, and this is also Disney Springs is running at like a low capacity, like. They're only letting so many people park there. They're only letting so many people into Disney Springs there until, like, they go to the next phase right. or whatever. Uh, yeah, but we got down to the bottom of the stairs or the bottom of the escalators. The first family that we saw, no masks on, um, which was mm. a little shocking. It was a family of five. <laughs> uh, and it, it may have just been, you know, they just stopped and took them off real quick to get a breather, but it really kind of looked like that, that probably wasn't the case. Um, but I think for the most part, all adults were wearing masks, um, being very respectful, trying to keep their distance, uh, you know, abiding by the guidelines. Uh, but I think I think the real issue is just going to be kids. I mean, we saw a group of teens who were definitely not wearing masks. And one had one hanging off their ear, and the other ones were just carrying them in their hands. You know, and, and, and they weren't eating or drinking. Like, they were just walking around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that that's probably going to be just something that they're just going to struggle with. It's just there's just going to be some people that are probably just not going to. But other, I mean, just aside from just those few people, I mean, it really wasn't that bad. Um, we were also not there very long. We weren't there that long. We walked so. to our dining reservation, and then when we were done eating, we left. But I think we had a better judgment of guests and wearing masks than we would have if we were there at 10 o'clock in the morning when it first opens. Because yeah. it's cool. Yes. It's not super hot yet. You haven't been running around. We didn't get there till 5 p.m. You know, but. Yeah. Did you run across anybody grilling hot dogs? No. <laughs> no, we did not. I so wish I, I would have seen that. I really wish. I, would I mean, have we saw pictures, but. How in the world did that make it past gate check? Well, I mean, they don't. Disney Springs doesn't There's do no security. security. They do not do security checks. It's no. temperature check and that's it. It's not yeah. like City Walk. And it's also and not like they had a whole Weber grill. I mean, it was. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. And they didn't so have they a mask on. They probably just had it in a bag. Yeah, that, that's true. Um, so let's, we can get into little speculations since we're talking Disney at this point. Mm -hmm. I, I do want to know your opinions of this. You know, it's easy to do a temperature checkpoint at, at Disney Springs because you're right there at the garage when all the other parks aren't open, when all the other resorts aren't open. But when the resorts are open, you're going to have the garage, you're going to have people coming in from buses, you're going to have other people coming in from all sorts of ways. You'll have people at Saratoga walking in two or three different ways. Is it sustainable to be able to do the temperature gate checks the way they're doing it right now? I, I mean, I... 
I think it will be. Um, honestly, because I, I think what they're going to do is they're just going to they're just going to close off entrances, and they're going to yeah. force everybody just to go through certain entrances, kind of yeah. funnel it in. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, like they'll fill one garage once it's full, then they'll send everybody over to another garage, and then for buses. They'll make everybody use one entrance to the buses and one exit to the buses, like into Disney Springs. Right. And that could be the kind of thing too, because even City Walk's going to have that problem because you have walkways from Hard Rock right from and the, the hotels other ones, right? and everything. And so, I mean, everyone's going to have to deal with that. That's likely where a lot of these large campus resorts are going to open back up with. Okay, that hotel we're not going to reopen yet because of this very thing, right? Right. Yeah. We're going to make every only ones that could get there by bus are going to get there. I think that's going to be yeah. a key component of anybody's strategy. Yeah, yeah, especially because of the other modes of transportation and everything. Right. Yep, yeah, I, I think that's that's a great great thought. Um, so let's since y'all brought up City Walk, let's let's talk a little bit about that. What is City Walk's? Um, I, I guess what are they talking about? Are they doing the kind of the same thing that Disney Springs has done? So we actually did not go to City Walk yet. We haven't been there, but from what we saw from pictures and like from what other people posted, they were doing temperature checks before security mm-hmm. yes. and then you could go through security and so like whenever it first was opening because it's not like disney springs where it opens in the morning and it's open all day as of right now it was opening at like what 4 p.m or it's something four, it's four o'clock yeah like four to ten or four to eleven something like that and so the line to get in to go through the security checkpoint has been really long hmm. Yeah. Where when we got to Disney Springs at 5 p.m. the other day, like there was nobody at the temperature check. Like it was literally us walking up to it. Which, you know, which I kind of thought was really interesting because Friday, Disney Springs, it's kind of like that first weekend for some stuff to really be open. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought it would be a little bit more busy. I thought maybe they might be reaching that capacity, but it wasn't. It, at it all. didn't seem like that was the case. Uh, and I don't know if that's a good thing for Disney Springs. It could be a very bad thing that, um, you know, a lot of these restaurants are not, may not, um, everywhere may not fully open back up because those people aren't coming in. Yeah. Um, I mean, is how much, how much are you actually making by opening up your store or your restaurant? 25%. Or compared to just leaving your door shuttered until it goes back to normal. Yeah. It'll be yeah. interesting to see when um, World of Disney and the co-op open back up too. Um, once you get Disney owned and operated places, now I'm not just going to eat. Now I'm going to eat and pick up some merchandise. Will that right. cause a bump and see how all of those phase things play through. So Yeah, that, that will. Um, yeah. So now let, let's talk the other stuff. Theme parks. Um, Universal has announced their, I, I guess, guideline. We, we know on paper what their guideline will be. And I, I guess Adam, you and, and Josh and Taylor being uh, pass holders, y'all can mm-hmm. get in before the actual public. Yes. Although um, I still haven't gotten a real clear read. Is it invitation only? And you have to wait for that. They did or not say anything invitation? about invitation. Okay. Yeah. It looked like if you're, if you're an AP, you can go in. Yeah. I mean, it okay. even stated in that email that uh, if you were worried that your AP was close to ex- like close to that expiration date, they were still going to add all of these days that they were closed onto that. So should be good. That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And they didn't say like certain tiers of annual passes or anything like that. Like they literally had just sent out a thing that said like, it's going to be open to annual pass holders. There'll be more details released soon. And then we got another email like the next day, maybe that like released all the details of like, you're going to have to wear face coverings and 
uh, you know, wash your hands frequently, stay six feet apart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was pretty much it. No, like it didn't it say was, any restrictions on it, attractions they or anything. Did, um, and I guess maybe I don't want to jump it too far ahead, but they did also state that there will be no uh, standby lines for popular attractions. So yeah. hmm. only virtual queues. Uh, and no single rider too for anything. No single rider. Yeah. And uh, this is kind of like jumping around a little bit. Right. But on, we do. Land, our show. <laughs> on the Disneyland app, because we were supposed to be in Disneyland at the end of April. Um, on the Disneyland app, there was like a new little spot that said virtual queues. Mm. Like whenever you go to um, yeah. like book a fast pass or the photos or whatever, like there was a block that said virtual queues that you, you couldn't really click on it and do anything with it yet, but that was new to the app. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, it, it was, was interesting Disneyland, to watch the, not Disney World. Yeah. It was interesting to watch the presentation that Universal did to Orange County and they actually had diagrams of queues and how they're going to space people out and where there's constant switchbacks that go back and forth next to each other. They're going to have spots that tell you where to stand so that you're never directly behind another party or in front of another party. Like you'll space out six feet linearly, but then in the, the switchback next to you, you'll stagger so that nobody's right in front right. of or behind anybody else. So it's how you keep that going, especially at Universal where people cut in line and do all kinds of crazy stuff. It's going to be fascinating. Well, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, I, and I think that the biggest thing here is I don't, I, I really don't think that it's adults that are, are the issue that are going to have to be worried about. It's really, it's just kids. I think a yeah. lot of people might be saying, Hey, you know what? I go to the store with my kid and they leave their mask on and they might for 30, 30 minutes, 40 minutes or so. But you're talking about taking them someplace where they technically have to leave it on almost the entire time. Yeah. Except for when they eat. That they're in yeah. that park. Uh, and I, I just, I see, I don't see that happening, you know? Yeah. Um, we saw a little girl at Disney Springs. Like I said, this was like around 5 PM when we got there that day and she was maybe like seven, eight years old. Her face was beet red. She had her mask pulled down off her face and she was like panting yeah. and struggling to keep up walking with her family. Yeah. yeah. So, so that, you know, Taylor, you said an interesting thing a minute ago that, that kind of brings up, let's play devil's advocate here. You said eating. You know, you, you can't, don't have to have your mask on when you're eating. I know. Y'all know where I'm going with this. When I go to theme parks, 90% of the time, I've got a churro in my hand. I've got a Dole Whip in my hand. I've so, seen posts about this already in Facebook yep. groups. Right. And, and, and like, I, 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 let's go down that, that, that rabbit hole. What happens? I mean, mm -hmm. a guy stops me and says, hey, you don't have your mask on. I, I whip out my churro and say, hey, I'm eating. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's it's another thing of uh, I know we we have a uh, a couple of cast member friends, um, and he told us that apparently they are really trying to do some new training on how to handle the guests and things like for like stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I mean, I really I kind of equate this to people smoking still in the parks. Yeah. yeah, which normally ends up being the parks are non-smoking and people still smoke in the parks. Yeah, really. Please don't smoke. Yes. Okay. No. Thank you. No. When that person leaves, you know, it's just they turn around and continue to smoke their cigarette. It, you know, so I don't know. Um, I don't know if this is going to be kind of like this uh, kind of peer review where people are going to be, you know, looking to enforce it amongst their peers. Yeah. Which you see too. I mean, you see a lot of mask shaming 
I was at Disney Springs and look at these five people and there's video of them and they're posting it on YouTube of this family walking without masks and all that. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, what are you going to do? You know, it's, so it's going to be a tough uh, situation for them. But as far as that, I mean, I I think they're, they're probably just going to do the same thing. They may even, I don't know if they would, but maybe they try and say, if you're going to eat, you have to be sitting down to eat. You cannot walk around and eat food. That's a good idea. You like sit down on a bench or you stop. Must, you must be seated to eat. Yeah. Did you did you see the the video of the guy who's developed a mask that will open so that you can eat? Like you squeeze this bulb and it opens up and then you. I'm eat pretty sure that's ineffective. You can make it look like a duck. I mean, you can make it look like a mouse. <laughs> Let me ask a medical professional here because I saw on Instagram that Alyssa Milano had a crocheted mask. Does that work? Give me a picture of that. Yeah. It oh, had I've a carbon filter in it, Dave. About the crocheted masks, like about like, <laughs> hello, there's holes in that. That doesn't work. Doesn't work that way. Apparently yeah. not. I don't know. Um, but. We've seen people in the stores with those too, though. So. Okay. And can I can I put a PSA out there? The mask needs to go over your nose as well. Yes. Not just this number covering this the mouth. Work. I see a lot of this right here. Just. The, <laughs> I, mean, I think people on. forget they breathe through their mouth and their nose. <laughs> I mean, unless they're just mouth breathers, and then you know, <laughs> there's mucus and like secretions in the mouth and the nose. So. Wait, we we just got mucus and secretion you in did. thirty You're seconds. You're welcome. <laughs> Next time I see somebody like that, excuse me, mucus and secretions. <laughs> Taylor said mucus and secretion. And you have to go like this. (laughs) (laughs) Just think all that mucus and secretion in Josh's beard right now. That (laughs) (laughs) back on topic. So so is Universal going to do? So I I know that the, the easy way to do it for Universal is you funnel in through City Walk and you funnel down to those the two gates. But there is also the, the Harry Potter train. I mean, are they going to do kind of – are they going to let that go? If you're in one of the parks, you've already been checked. Are they going to put gate checkpoints at Kings Island? And I don't know. I don't I mean, know. That's a good question. King's, Stage, King's Station. I'm sorry. King's Cross. Yeah, yeah. Station. I knew I, what I, you I, meant. My bad. Uh, that's interesting. So I've been – they haven't really said anything about it. They haven't said like if, you know, only certain attractions are going to be open or if every single attraction is going to be open. But that was what I was interested to see if every single attraction is open or if after having the parks open for a couple of days, they're like, okay, we need to close this attraction for a while and figure this out. Like what we're going to do. Like, yeah, I, the whole it's, thing, it's, I just think is going to be interesting to see how it yeah, plays out yeah. at Universal and at Disney because they're both very different theme parks. I mean, they're both theme mm-hmm. parks, but they're handled. They're very different. Sure, yep. it's going to be an ever evolving scenario until yeah. they until it's basically you know we don't require you to wear a mask anymore. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that's the only way that I can see it. And we have talked to a lot of people that said that. They're just not going to go to the parks until they don't have to wear a mask anymore because yep. they don't want to have to deal with it. Yep. So, and they said they were fine with just waiting until they don't have to wear a mask anymore. Yeah. They said they well, don't care if that's not until next well, it, year. And the, the hard, the hard thing about universal too, and I guess it's at a couple of Disney ones, but a lot of their capacity, you think about some of the latest ones they've opened with Kong and with fast and the furious, you know, these things require 3d glasses in some cases. You know, and a lot of their screen stuff is 3D, and so you're losing capacity unless, I mean, I know they just, like, converted Despicable Me, I think it was, from 3D to 2D. 
And mm-hmm. so that all of those get converted now to just a 2D experience. And the other thing is like with capacity type things, like how long are these virtual queues going to be if, because I've heard them saying like they're going to be sitting every other row because that's what they were doing in Shanghai Mm -hmm. at Disneyland. Like if they're sitting every other row on a ride like Kong, it takes forever to wait through that line. Ideally though, though you have less people in the park. So in theory, yeah. But what, what about when everything goes back to full capacity? Well, they may not do that though. I mean, ever yeah, that's going to be the hard well, part. Well, here's the, but here's the other thing. I mean, if you know, we're talking about theme parks in general, uh, we, you, you talked about fun spot. They don't require, require you to wear a mask. Yeah. You know, oh. I mean, it's, it's a small theme park, of course. So um, those five people that go to fun spot all throughout the year, they're, they're unfortunately, in they have three locations, man. It's more than well, five people. If you people. think about it with fun spot too, everything is outside except for like their little quick service place. That's true. Yeah. They don't have anything. That is like cool. the only thing that's inside. I mean, bathrooms, of course. Sure. Um, but all well, of, every single one of their attractions is outside. And it's, it's one thing too to, you know, if you think about the go-kart, something that's a high touch that someone's in before you, yeah. it's easy to wipe that kind of stuff down for the most part. When you think about a, a Hogwarts Express, how do you wipe down a soft seat? Are you now Lysoling the train completely between it? What yeah, does that do to well, cycle time? Yeah. And you know, that that's um, I would be interested to see if they just hire out um, temps sure. by the thousands, uh, and their sole job is just to wipe stuff down all day long. And if uh, you think about that in the long run, though, how much money are they going to be losing by having mm-hmm. more cast members to clean stuff and then less guests being there in general? Yeah. Because well, they can't have the capacity of people. I don't know. So is that even worth it? Yeah. And even, <laughs> even from public, an, yes. <laughs> and even from an engineering, I mean, you think about the, the oh, calculations Lord, that go in. No, just give me a minute. Please, man. You think about the calculations that go into, you got your virtual queue and that's a capacity based, but then your attendance has to be somewhat based on how much open space you're going to have based off what lands are open. How many, how much seating you have benches, is everything going to be outside? You're going to allow people into your restaurants. So even calculating that right number for how many people you're going to let in the park. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, it's already reduced. That, that's known, but it's, it's got to be based on pure physical space because you can't necessarily jam as many people in as you could serve with a limited capacity attraction that you have available. Right. You have to take into account that you've got to give people the opportunity to, to spread out. Yeah. So, for sure. yeah. so that for wasn't sure. that bad. Uh, no, but it was very engineer ease sometimes. I mean, yeah. we had nurse ease yeah. and now we had engineer ease. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mucus and secretion. <laughs> um, so let, let's get into the, let, let's go ahead and get into the speculation station as we were, <laughs> we were talking trains earlier. So let's, let's go ahead and talk Disney. If you're listening to this tonight on the live feed tomorrow, they will be announcing what the, their plan is and we'll hear a date finally. And if you're not, you know, the 27th, we'll, we'll know for sure what could happen. Um, that, that's, that's a little, little question mark out there because, you, like we talked earlier, Universal has that nice funnel. There's four parks at Disney that there is no funnel. So what's going to happen? Uh, I mean, honestly... I don't know that we're really going to see anything change. If you think about Hollywood studios, uh, the way that they have their security system set up now, it, it, it might be, yeah. it might be okay where um, they just set up 
maybe a few tables uh, from where the trams come in and from where people can walk in. Uh, one side there, and then they may just have a funnel that gets set up over at Hollywood Studios from where the buses come in at, and that's where they do their temperature scans. Sure. Um, and, well, I guess the buses would also include the Skyliner, assuming that that's open too. But <clears throat> you would have your your temperature scans there, and then go into go into their security. Uh, you know, I don't know Magic Kingdom. That's a tough one uh, yeah. with the monorail and people coming from contemporary and the buses and the boats. Yeah. Because yeah, people do the their boats. security checkpoints at their resorts if they're on the monorail loop. Right. So, and yeah. I mean, and you know, we were talking about how they may not open. Maybe that's something that they don't open. They don't open those three main resorts, but I, I kind of find you not. Hard. Yeah. How I, can you not? Those are, those are three of your, your flagships. Mm-hmm. You yeah. almost have to. Yeah, I and think a lot of that's going to depend on which parks they are. If, if Magic Kingdom's one of the ones slated for reopen, I think you could open those. Well, if it's I, not, then I don't think you would. I think it's based off of like those whole resort areas too, right? I mean, but I think I mean, it's, it's, it's sad to say, but the best thing that ever happened to a theme park in general, no matter who it is, was probably the bag check situation after 9-11 having to come into play. To your point, Josh, I think that creates the perfect spot to – you've already got guests used to coming into one spot – having something done, this is just an additional thing that needs to happen in that general area. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you spread it out where you're doing it at the bus resort bus pickup now so that there's one well, less thing that those guests have to do and well, how do you I mean, balance a, that, you know? That's a thing though. I mean, Magic Kingdom with all of the construction that they've had going on there and I haven't seen any of the recent, I know there's been a few uh, helicopter flyovers. I haven't seen if they have. Well, cause com- you can't really fly over Magic Kingdom. Well, but the, some of those guys get special permission, but I have not seen if they have totally finished up the security checkpoint construction area. If they have not, hmm. there is almost no space for them to try yeah. and create funnels for these people to go through. So it's really going to be this mass chaos of yeah. trying to get people in. Um, you know, do they do something where, geez, I, I don't even know. Like I'm trying to think if they could like separate part of the security tables for temperature checks, one side is like security or, you know, I mean, it's, there's not a lot of space there. Yeah. Uh, Animal Kingdom, I think Animal Kingdom would be pretty easy. Uh, you could basically just funnel everybody in right there in front of the gates. There's only one entrance. So that wouldn't be an issue. Epcot, Epcot's but, really in the air though. I mean, there have been rumors that Epcot may not even reopen until December. Uh, I've thought it maybe even later. And yeah. maybe even later, you know, that, that comes to all fr- that construction. I mean, it would make oh, sense. Yeah. Hey, if that comes to fruition, I think that's a great idea. I mean, that's, you give this big grand reopening of a re-envisioned done. Epcot. Yeah. 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 I think that's a no brainer. I mean, I so, honestly, it would suck to not have food and wine, but I wouldn't mind. <clears throat> well, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm coming down in October. I have to have food and wine. I'm sorry. So can, so can I just say, Dave, so you're coming in October. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows what Here happens in the next. Here we go. What? <laughs> Every time I talk. Man, so you're coming down in October. We've talked about queue spacing, and we've mm-hmm. talked about how the younger demographic is probably going to be the one that's hardest to make follow the rules. HHN. Oh, yep. How do you pull off HHN with the demographic that it has? I've especially been imagine a bunch of 18 to 24 year olds. No offense to that demographic. We love you guys just the same. 
all coming we're for the Billie Eilish house. <laughs> you're just outside of that. <laughs> no, you're outside. No, I'm saying. But the Billie Eilish house. Um, a lot of the ones that they – there's rumors that one of the houses will be – I'm not going. Billie Eilish. I won't go. So – Duh. If they, they, Stranger <laughs> Things shifted the demographic younger. You know, Ghostbusters, they tried to be a little bit more popular. If they go that way again this year and give you a pop culture-ish – Halloween Horror Nights and it draws that younger demographic again, that's going to be logistically. I don't know how you pull that off. Well, you know, it may be something, I I don't know how much responsibility that they can truly place on the individuals that are attending these things. I mean, they have already put signs up at Disney Springs. Um, It seems like this is going to be the thing going forward that, you know, you're entering at your own risk you full like you stepping foot in the Disney Springs, you acknowledge that there is a risk that you could contract COVID-19 while you're here. Um, is that a responsibility that can place on people? I mean, for, for HHN, yeah, I mean, you can cut capacity, but going through the house is the easiest part of the scare. You just start separating parties. Well, see, but part of the jump scares are they get right in your face. Yeah. So how are you going to do that? I actually, I actually would like the houses a lot more if they separated the parties a little bit because there's a timing element to those where right. sometimes you'll do a full walkthrough of the house and all the scares happen right behind you because yep. you're in that train of people. They you know, do that I would at actually, the Spartans and they separate people a little oh, bit. I would love that. It's actually kind of scary. Yeah. I, I remember the video. That was a, that was a great video, yeah. by the way. I, I mean, that, that's for, is, at least we're going through the house. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of. I mean, any character – any jump scare that is wearing a mask that does not show their actual face, surely that they can be wearing a mask underneath that. Sure. Um, they do rotate out very quickly. Um, so it's not like, you know, they're, they're working for four or five hours wearing this mask consistently the entire time uh, in there. You know, they are getting breaks because they are rotating through there for the scarers. But, yeah. I, I mean, separation through the houses, that, that's probably the biggest thing. But yep. think about but how packed that, those scare zones. zones. I don't know how you do those. I don't know how you do those operating. It's almost impossible. Yeah. Smaller capacity with a six foot buffer. And it's not possible. Yeah. And if they change Halloween Horror Nights to like either not have scare zones or to like make them different, people are not going to be happy. Yeah. Right. They're not going to enjoy it. Yeah. All right. So, so I'm pulling a lot of complaints. I'm, I'm pulling up the speculation map right now. Uh, there's speculated now a Beetlejuice house. I wouldn't mind. A, that. Yeah, a Universal Monsters: The Bride, some Bride of Frankenstein, maybe. Bedtime stories. Ooh. A Billie Eilish house. <laughs> Why? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Something called Terra Corinthus. I have no idea. I'm not sure that one is. The Haunting of the of uh, Hill House, yeah, so that know. next Netflix special, um, a carry a legend truth of Cary, Ohio, which if you know anything about HHN, that's the legendary town where I think Jack is from. Yeah. Um, then you have the Sabrina, the teenage witch, the Netflix special, not not the uh, uh, whatever Melissa Joan Hart thing. Yeah. Then you have Dungeons of Terror, which I'm sure is a uh, thought-up house, not an IP. Yeah. And, and then you have a wonderful brainchild of my era, the Gremlins. Oh, well, that'd be cool. Yeah, I haven't seen People that People would one. like that. 
Yes. Yeah, I could get behind that. So I need HHN 30 to happen. Yeah. So are you telling me that I can wear a mask at HHN 30? Because if I can, I'm going to go buy a, a Bray Wyatt WWE The Fiend. If you don't, if you if you know what I'm talking about, you, you know exactly what it is. Yeah. And wear it around HHN. Hey, I got a mask, and just start scaring people. Exactly. Thirty three percent of the people, not you, on this podcast knew what you were talking about, Dave. Well, I mean, that brings up a good point. You know, uh, you 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 can start getting into people who may start trying to dress themselves as uh, actual casts. Yeah. In Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you can wear a mask and there's no restriction on what that mask is or face covering. Yeah, because that's uh, what they're calling. They're not calling it a mask. It's a face covering. Uh, then Technically a mask, like a Halloween mask, covered your face. That, Wait, does I mean, that mean? That could, be, that, could, that could bring about some issues. Yeah. Does that mean that Mickey's not so scary? I can finally wear a mask? Yes. <laughs> I'll be there in October. All I know is... face covering, so technically... In the course of the last 30 or 40 minutes, we have come up with the scare zone they need to have at Halloween Horror Nights. Yes. Mucus and secretions. <laughs> needs to be a scare zone. Okay, see ya. Ross <laughs> <laughs> Taylor didn't reach over and turn the video I gotta on. gotta go, guys. <laughs> she sees that on a daily basis. <laughs> so let's just wrap it up. I think we're, we're, how long are we going, Adam? About 40 minutes so far? I. <laughs> uh, yeah, whatever. Sounds good. <laughs> we're, we're, having, good we're having fun. Right. Well, what do you think is the future? If you had to put your, your WDW, WDW couple crystal ball on the table and look into it, October, November, December, what's the future of theme parks? Are we still wearing masks? You know, we're going to go through the, the heat of the summer and, and they're going to start allowing people back into the parks, older people in the parks. And younger people, too, who aren't used to being in the Florida sun for that long with a scarf, basically. What's it going to take? One person fainting from heat? I mean, are, are we, is this the, new, the unprecedented new normal? <laughs> I, I really, really think that if, if they can push it through the summertime, they're going to have an easier time enforcing base coverings, uh, obviously, through the winter. Yep. I, just, I just don't see how it's really going to be possible uh, with families trying to come down and have a good time to be wearing face coverings the entire time while they're here. And this is the thing I keep thinking is I go to Disney world to escape the real world. And if I'm coming to Disney world, which is supposed to be the happiest place on earth, I don't want to go there and be miserable wearing a mask. I get that's like, look, people say that's like selfish or whatever, but like, you don't go to Disney World to be like you're in the real world. So why would I even come right now if I'm going to have to wear a mask? I'm just going to wait. Like I think A lot of those people that would have that issue, hopefully they're self-selecting out anyway. But right. I mean, who knows where the numbers even are? I mean, if our r naught is 0.5 or less at this point, do we jump ahead and, and start doing things a little bit more normally or can, can, we, can you, can you dumb that down for us? non You know what that is. People. You know what that is. Everybody knows what the R not is. Come on. You don't know what the Dave. I, I don't think. All right. So it's a number that says how infectious it is, right? <laughs> it's the number of people that, that you would infect if you went out and infected somebody. So like measles is like 28. 
you would infect 28 people on average. Right now, Florida's sitting at about a 0.8, even after reopening. So the number over time will continue to go down. If everybody's number drops, does everybody say, hey, let's go back to normal? And we don't have to worry about this. And then yep. hopefully there's not a bump in the fall. But I mean, all this will we're fade have to react to that. eventually. Like, I mean, people uh, don't even talk about H1N1 anymore. And that was a big deal. And I mean, so, so many other media. things. Social, yes. media. social media has definitely made a huge impact in this because yeah. like the news, think about years ago, whenever the news was on like twice a day. Now mm -hmm. there's 24 hour news coverage and they have to fill it. They're not there for news. They're there for ratings. Yeah, they right. don't care what they're telling you as long as it's entertainment or what they're calling news. We and have to talk about what just came out of the beaches or seven. They don't care. They we want those just, ratings. Yeah. Did you hear what came out of the beaches of Alabama today? No. So beaches on Alabama, no one's wearing a mask. CNN comes down to do a huge expose about it. While they're on camera, the guy's wearing a mask. People have taken pictures of him walking around the beach, taking his mask off, walking around. The camera guy doesn't have a mask on the whole time. And it's, it's getting plastered yes, around. As soon as they were done filming the story. Beach, why would you wear a mask if you're going to be like getting in the water? Exactly. Like that doesn't make sense to me. Exactly. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's I, all very hard it's, and difficult. At some yeah. point, um, I don't think... I mean, at some point they will say we don't require to wear masks. I don't know when that's going to be. Hopefully it's sooner rather than later. Yep. Um, you know, my biggest concern right now is just are just parents who are going to try and bring their kids yeah. in the dead mm -hmm. heat of the summertime to try and, mm -hmm. and I mean, because we've all been there. You know, you want to go to Disney. It's your one time to go. You've been saving up all your money. You want to get there. You want to have a great time. This might be, you know, they, they had to reschedule. This might be the only time they have the opportunity to go. Um, and that's just, that's going to be the tough thing to do. And I, and obviously, and I don't, I don't want to see the peer to peer review that may go on too, where these guests aren't wearing masks. These guests are, these guests are very, uh, you know, gung ho about wearing the mask. And then the next thing you know, Disney or Universal or SeaWorld has a huge PR issue on their hands of yep. guests having a blatant argument. You can go back to Disneyland. Uh, they had that big fight that broke out. It was a family. Yeah. Uh, and it took security forever to get there. I don't, I don't think that would happen here at Disney World. There, it seems to be that there's security everywhere. But, I mean, th those are the things that I think about because it's just, it, you know, I want Disney to open up. But I also like, well, should they open up? I don't know. Yeah. 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 So it's tough, but you know, I, I think definitely no later than December would be like the very surely like if they made it last that long, the start of the new year, we hopefully wouldn't be wearing masks, but who knows? Yeah. So, so I, I said we weren't going to do a listener question, but we do have a very good one right here that we have to talk about right before we, we, we end. And Taylor, you, you being a nurse, you have to wear masks all the time. So you, you know the physics of masks better than any of us, I guess. Um, physics. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. Uh, oh, well, here's the, um, here's the, the mask. If a mask is wet, it doesn't work. Okay. So if you get it wet from rain or sweat or water of any kind, it's not working anymore. So water parks, that won't be happening. We have it's heard... Boring. We're in the water. We have heard rumors that the water parks 
aren't going to open initially with yeah. the rest of the parks. So what about Splash Mountain? I mean, that's... If, you're, if you wear a mask on Splash Mountain and it gets wet, it's pointless to continue wearing it because <laughs> it's not doing any good. If it's wet, it can harbor bacteria. So your mask probably already has something on it. And then if it gets wet, it's uh, in, a, in a hospital setting. If it gets wet or soiled, we throw it away and get a new one. So, okay. and that's, that's, even, that's even during this pandemic where we are only given a mask for a certain, you know, we're basically given a mask for a shift. But mm -hmm. if that mask does get soiled or does get wet, we are able to go get a new one. Um, so that's the same thing in the parks. If you're wearing a mask on Splash Mountain and it gets wet, it's not even doing any good for anybody at that point. So that's good to know because I didn't even bring know another that. mask to wear yeah. after they go on Splash Mountain. That's that's great to know because I, I didn't know that and I I, I would yeah. be willing to bet that most of our listeners didn't know that either. So yeah. that's so gonna like be what's hard. Sneeze, if you sneeze in your mask, your mask is essentially dirty because it's now wet. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. And as much as I sweat, that's what's gonna be my problem. And that's, and that's, <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, yeah. that's the other thing. I mean, when you think people about people are going to be sweating in those and they're gonna rains, get wet. Rains every single day. Mm -hmm. So they're going to constantly need to be changed. And how many people are gonna bring an extra mask? People are gonna bring one mask. Like yeah. they're not gonna be thinking of that. Or a face covering, even if it's like one of those neck things, they're only gonna bring one. Yeah. That's, that's why I just I really don't the source. Know, <laughs> yeah, I just don't know how how hard they're really gonna be enforcing guess to keep those masks on all at all times. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Well, on that note, what, uh, what's next for the WDW couple? Well, we're able to finally get back out and start doing dining reviews again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so real dining reviews are coming out on Mondays now. We're going to be heading over to universal next week. Mm -hmm. Uh, or I will be. be, I have to work that day. No. And checking out, hopefully getting on some attractions. I'd love to ride uh, Hagrid's again. Mm -hmm. It'll probably still be broken. <laughs> <laughs> They've had all this time. Come on, oh, a, guy, gosh. a guy can hope. You know, one of my hope. one of my favorite moments of all time of your your channel is y'all finally get on Hagrid's and you you saying as you got off, yeah, it's great. But wait till the the the, the new dies down. They'll all be back at Disney. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well that's that's awesome uh so tell us about the dining reviews tell them where they can find you the the youtube everything just give us your your socials plug yourself yeah so you can find us on all social media social you can find social, us on all social. social media which is <laughs> youtube instagram twitter facebook and we are the TikTok. oh and TikTok. tiktok yeah we got tiktok now i'm gonna add that to the list and oh, i'm plugging that. yeah I, you are um, and it's the WDW couple. The. Put that in and you can find us anywhere. Yep. Awesome. Hey, and, and plug your Alaskan cruise because I have actually talked <gasps> my wife. Oh, yeah, I saw you comment about that. <laughs> my wife and I are seriously considering it. So. Yeah, you should. That would be awesome. So we're going on a Royal Caribbean Alaskan cruise in July 2021 on the Ovation of the Seas. It's a seven night and it's going to be awesome. If you do want to join us, there is a, uh, in our, like, um, you know, link tree, cool. you can uh, fill out a quote to maybe, with us. So uh, you should come. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we could maybe even look into doing, like, a live podcast broadcast. Oh, from the uh, ship. You know be. what, Adam? Oh, my gosh, now. oh he's yes. coming now. It's, it's on you and Blair now because <laughs> Amanda and I are in. 
So it's okay. on you and Blair. Okay. I'll, I'll take a look at it. Because <laughs> that's a great idea, actually. Uh, but guys, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, we're going to do all of our stuff, so bear with us for a second. Yeah. Uh, if you, yeah. So if you want to listen into more of the unrelated birth stuff, we are on all the socials except TikTok right now. I, I, I don't know if I can get into TikTok. You don't want to. Yeah, but that's all you, man. You don't want a 39-year-old man, old man dancing on, on TikTok and nay, nay. No. <laughs> I want it so, back. <laughs> so on Twitter, I am at dadams419. He is at RuntideRun. On Twitter, the show is at NotRelatedBros. On Instagram, Unrelated at Birth, dadams419. Run Tide Run. You can find us on Facebook. Join our Facebook group. We have a lot of fun content there. Adam, if they want to get a hold of the show and do some interacting with us uh, through some phones or some voicemails, what do they do? If they can call 650-UAB-SHOW. You'll hear a brief message and then a beep. Leave a message after it about anything you want to geek out about, any take we've got that you agree or disagree with, whatever you want to talk about. We'll play it on the show as long as it's family-friendly. And um, we, we're 100% for doing that. So we need a call. Let's have it. 650-UAB-SHOW. Yep. All right, guys. Well, that's the show for the week. Uh, we will see you all next week. And uh, Adam, take them home. Thank you, man. Well, we love you guys, but not as much as Jesus does. Be kind to each other. Stay safe out there. No matter whether you wear a mask or not, whether you are at the Lake of the Ozarks with 500 other people or not, just stay as safe as you possibly can. And uh, we will catch you guys next week. Megan said, oh. all of you guys are great. Thank you for all of the information and opinions and mucus inspirations. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Megan. That's, that's great. I was cracking up at that. Uh,